Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane. And this is Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. We are also on YouTube. Check us out and find us on Think Plant Based. Welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest. So close, but kind of far, I guess. Close but far. Ben. All the way from North <laughs> Vancouver. Welcome, Ben. Ben Hagerty. How's it going this morning? Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. And I'm uh, pleased to be here on the ancestral homeland of the Coast Salish people, which include the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh communities. And it's going well, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, in North Vancouver. Um, I live on the mountain there. So anytime anyone from Vancouver looks up, I'm, my house is somewhere up, up on that mountain We can side. see you just right there yeah. in the window. Yeah, waving up from oh, the there, there you yeah. are. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> Yeah, so tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and, uh, and how, it how, all you, began. Yeah, how it all got into your plant-based lifestyle there. Sure, lifestyle. so I'll, no problem. I'll start uh, from the beginning and kind of go quickly and then kind of s- slow down when we get to the good stuff. Um, sure. So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, that was very much um, a hotspot for the counterculture movement. So vegetarianism and uh, even a little bit of veganism was was uh, present when I was growing up, but it really did not enter my lifestyle. I actually, when I was a kid, um, you know, I still liked hamburgers and French fries and, you know, all those things that, you know, parents tell you not to, not to love. I, I love, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, at the same time, I was also the kid who really liked, uh, veggie burgers and, and bean burgers and things like that too. So as I was getting older, I noticed that I really liked, um, you know, I would start like passing up on meat options and like by high school, I was like the, the one guy who was like, oh, you have any bean burgers or any veggie burgers? And, nice. um, and I, I wasn't really thinking I was vegetarian at that point. I was just oh. like, oh, I just happened to like this. You know, I just was really, like, I wasn't really uh, connecting the dots there. You know, I was a teenager, so I wasn't really right. like thinking broadly in terms <laughs> of my diet. Um, and so uh, in this kind of continued on into um into my college years. And then uh, when I was living and traveling abroad uh, in France, I noticed that there were um, a lot of veggie options there that were so delicious. And yes, they used like creams and and butters and things like that. And I was still wasn't thinking about vegetarianism then, but I was still um, really like amazed by like, Oh wow, things really can be delicious and veggie based. And so that, that idea was starting (laughs) to percolate more. And I, um, started meeting more vegetarians, not just there, but also back at my university um, where I attended uh, in Northern California. And that was uh, that I started kind of seeing how it worked and all that. And then I got into veganism actually quite by uh, happenstance. There was oh, yeah. one week in, <laughs> yeah, there was one week in 2015 and, where my wife and I had just ha- by, just by happenstance, like I said, but we had a, uh, not eating any meat for the entire week and at the end of that week we realized that and then looked at each other and we're like 
yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Are, are you feeling pretty good? Like we haven't had any meat, but we don't feel like we're like like sleepy or deficient or anything. You need yeah. your protein. I know. You're falling like, apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bree, where is our protein? How could this be? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she uh and she asked me the same thing. It's like, oh, I feel great too. How about you? So that's when we kind of thought, you know, maybe there maybe there's, there's something to yeah, it. Maybe so something um, onto this. <laughs> yeah. So Nice. Exactly. Yeah. So we uh, thought like, hey, um, you know, vegetarianism and veganism lent to our uh, kind of philosophy of life. Like we are very much people who uh, like to be community based. And, um, you know, I've always had the maximum of like do the least amount of harm for the most amount of good. Like I've always left that kind of maximum. And right. as uh, I kind of dipped my toe into veganism at that time, I thought like, OK, maybe there's something to it. And also I feel really I feel really good doing it. So we started in 2015, gradually ed, um, weaning ourselves off of animal products just to see how how uh, how much we liked it. So uh, we first started by eliminating uh, white meat, and then over a few weeks that year, we uh, eliminated red, meat, and then we eliminated fish, and then kind of continued on. And um, over time, I was always expecting, like, okay, we're eventually going to, you know, create these things. But no, uh, neither one of us were like, oh, we got, absolutely have to have a steak. You know, we just kept continued doing this. And as we went along, we were, we both like to cook, and Bree's a great cook, and I'm, I'm good at following directions. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, like, a, give me a cookbook, and I'm, I'm inspired. But um, go. yeah, why did she it's can, nice? She when... can think of recipes off the top of her head. Oh, wow. but, um yeah, but uh, as we were doing that, we, it was also allowing us the space to think creatively and to uh, think of uh, and research new recipes. So, for example, if you don't use egg, what can you use? And so we find like chia seeds were a great emulsifier and, and the ingredient for, for replacing that. And just that kind of went on and on so that by um, 2016 or, and then going into early 2017, we were uh, I think for exceptions of still figuring a few things out, we were pretty much on the vegan lifestyle. Nice. And you nice. guys did it together, which is always more powerful and yeah. you guys are more consistent to sticking to it. I find and being a good cook helps alone. too. That too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, I, and I recommend that to a lot of li your listeners too, is that uh, don't ever, if you're interested in like, if you're getting started in that journey or in that, in that process, one, uh, be kind to yourself and mm. always just think about um, like, think of it as a journey and just kind of take it gradually. You don't want it. Like right. if you go cold Turkey, it's going to feel jarring and scary, can, but if you yeah. are patient, yeah. But if you're patient and your time and your resources and uh, emotions allow it, just take your time and do that. And yeah, find someone who's, who'd be friendly about it and, and who would be kind with you along that journey and figuring that out and kind of looking at it as a way to explore and new recipes and new lifestyle exactly and yeah. how did you start your exactly. website you have a really interesting yeah website. tell us more about that yeah great thanks <laughs> so uh for your listeners and for you just to recap um i brie and i co-own and uh co-write for a website called it's brie and ben which we founded in 2019 we kind of started um at least getting the content of it back in 2017 so in 2017, we just got married and we're thinking of what to do for our honeymoon. We had done some cost benefit analysis and found that if we um, did a long honeymoon on like as a road trip for the year, that actually 
it would actually be less expensive than paying for an apartment in Los Angeles, which we were based at the time. Mm. So, wow. <laughs> and, and at the same time, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? wow, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same here in Vancouver. Yeah, I could do a lot more yeah. than paying. Yeah, I know. After living here for a while, I can definitely feel that too. Um, I know it was one of those instances where I was like, oh, this is great. That's great. But oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> You're like surprised and also happy. How expensive at the same time. these cities are. Yeah. 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 So uh, at the same time, Brie was working uh, for a vegan publication uh, based in Los Angeles. And I myself uh, was a remote travel agent. So um, one, this was a good opportunity for her. Um, we were thinking if we did a road trip and hit vegan destinations or vegan restaurants and uh, talk to vegan entrepreneurs along the way for her content, then uh, that would lend to one help for her. And two, for me, I was working remotely as a travel agent, so I could still work and I did work full time during the whole trip. So right. we thought, Hey, this is a great opportunity to, to go and do that. So in 2017, we uh, put our stuff in storage and then packed our Prius and uh, traveled up that year from Los Angeles to Vancouver. And then along the way, spent a few days to a few weeks uh, in destinations across the country until we reached Halifax and then went down to New Brunswick and then went dipped back down into Maine and then went across the continental US. Wow. Uh, oh, to, that's to a journey. Wow. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. We did that uh, 2017 and 2018. We, in 2018, we, uh, we doubled back and hit the, the states that we had, that we didn't uh, get in the first year and so in the end we then accumulated uh content for from about 60 destinations wow and uh the approach was just uh for brie and, and her publication at the time was uh, to find uh vegan restaurants and other other destinations in in cities in both countries and just get to meet them and get to see what their what their story was like and uh, what was great is that these weren't necessarily just the coasts. Everyone thinks that veganism is like really stuck to just the coasts. I mean, even vegetarianism is like a coastal elitist thing. But mm -hmm. we were finding such wonderful, uh, wonderful people and businesses in places people you know you never would have think or thought uh, uh, vegetarianism or veganism would be present. So we would uh, like St. Louis, Missouri was very, very surprising. I mean, they had some oh. like one most wonderful vegan bakeries I'd ever tasted really? there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Missouri. Um, oh, yeah. You never yeah, know. Mud, never mud know. Pie bakery really. Yeah. There's <laughs> mud pie bakery there and, um, and just, um, just, uh, just places they just wouldn't have thought of like, uh, also, just like vegan burgers were also a thing. Like Beyond Me was kind of just picking up at the time, right. so it was mm -hmm. very new. But people were thinking of these wonderful um, plant-based, nut, plant nut-based, oat-based like recipes for burgers in like places like Kansas City, and I was just like, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, in, in by 2019, Brie had left that publication, and we still had some content that we hadn't used and we legally could still use. And so we thought like, you know, we had all this, all these insights that we had gleaned. And so we decided to start our own website and use that content and apply it there. And um, that's what uh, It's Bringing Ben is today. It's a website dedicated for not just vegans or vegetarians, but just anyone who's interested in engaging with uh, a, um, what we call a kind mindset when they are tra traveling, shopping and, um, and 
exploring new places, just exploring new places in general. Right. Uh, and, and so there are, and when I mean my kind, it's uh, just those who say they're vegan and they want to travel the destinations they hadn't thought of before they hadn't thought of it were vegan and they still want to maintain their lifestyle. And then there are others that are not necessarily vegan based, but just talk about um, being kind to oneself. Like we have a great article, I think that's uh, about, um, what, what to do if you're an introvert on a road trip or when you're visiting destination. And it's a, like t- uh, tips on how to conserve your energy and plan events around um, your energy levels and when you know you're going to be tired and when you're going to be energetic and things like that. Mm-hmm. And also how to Good be inquisitive to and be, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that just came from our own experiences of being kind of like uh, extroverted and introverted ourselves right. and just being like, like, okay, when is our energy really up? When do we want to do these things and when do we not? want to do it Let's like do the research. when do we want to do this tour <laughs> yeah okay when do we not yeah nice <laughs> and um yeah and so it's it's just based on um also being aware of your surroundings as well and acknowledging that wherever you visit as you're traveling you're visiting someone's home and that right. there are people who've been there for thousands of years or uh, even just a few years that you know and how to be respectful of that and mindful of that and there are tips tips in there as well so yeah. it's um, our mission has been just to how, to how to enjoy yourselves kindly to yourselves and to others. Good nice. mission. We'll, yeah, uh, right. we'll put the link up in our show notes here so For people sure. can check it out. What's your favorite oh, city then? Yeah. To travel to oh. ever, like around the ever world. Ever around the world, North yeah. America. Because we have listeners from all over the world, so it would be interesting to hear. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to think about that. Like vegan friendly, like wise. Yeah, the most vegan friendly favorite destination. For you. <laughs> It's a hard one. There's a lot. I know. We Portland, know. Yeah, Port- we have one. Do we? Is it the same? I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it's the same like yours, but I know. Oh, okay. Which place is that? I, I have. think what LA. Place is that? LA, but <laughs> I'm LA? from Berlin, so I would say Berlin is pretty good too. Because like here in yes. Vancouver, a lot of vegan places are closing down or closed down. Unfortunately. But whenever yeah. I go to Berlin, like it's booming i mean yeah there's some places closing down but it's never a shortage and i feel a little bit like that you can always find vegan options in vancouver but it's still now i'm realizing wow the economy and everything it's really making vegan businesses any business but especially vegan businesses yeah Yeah, especially niche businesses and, and vegan businesses it's a hard one yeah yeah well um yeah that that's um we could. De- I, our, my research definitely touches on that, and I can't wait to tell you about um, those themes that you're detecting because that is a what I what I believe is a systemic trend that mm-hmm. we're seeing. And um, but to answer your question first, right. as to which one's my favorite, <laughs> yes, it's real. That is really tough for me because yeah. I found I found this in my earliest travels to now is that every city and every community manifests and interprets. Um, how to go about it differently. Like for example, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like it, it, like there's no one standard to do, uh, to look at it. You can be mesmerized in so many ways, but in terms of, let's see, most vegan, one of the most vegan friendly, yes, LA, just because it does have so much, um, resources pulled into it. Yeah. There's just just so many investors. Mm -hmm. There's so much, uh, there's so many like properties that if you have the money for it, you can definitely set up and people can get noticed. Right. So uh, LA is really great for having, for just its its sheer quantity. Yeah. And, uh, 
with with uh, high end chefs and Portland, yes. I would say is Portland, uh, yeah, Portland, Oregon. Oh yeah, Oregon, yes, Very, not Portland, just Maine. just like that. Many innovative chefs, a lot of different spaces, but True. like more of a, I would say, more of a sustainability outlook like towards things and more of totally. like farm table kind of aspect towards veganism. Whereas most restaurants, at least in my experience, and I am not saying this scientifically, but in my experience, LA is looking at more like uh, hot cuisine and like yes, L- um, I agree, yeah. more, more like fine dining. For sure. Um, and uh, New York was very fascinating to me because it was, there were a lot of vegan options there, but they were geared towards fast casual. Yeah, that's the whole New York East Coast it is. theme, right? Like Chicago fast, too. Fast, yeah. fast, casual. Remember? Just gotta go. Yeah. Remember Chicago? We like actually pizza. they have way too much like sweet vegan options. And when we're traveling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we try to eat more savory foods so we don't feel too sluggish. But that was kind of yeah. hard in the Chicago actually. I mean Those the raw vegan food milkshakes. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, to man. die for. They were sweet, but yeah. they were so good. We almost had yeah. One every day, remember? Yes, yeah. I think it was I at the Chicago whole... Diner. I think the name of the yeah. place was. was Have you guys diner? been? Chicago Diner, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. It was a vegan place I... in Chicago. No, but I just want to let our listeners know too. We're updating our website, so if anyone ever has like a it's like they know something's missing that ought to be there on our guides, yeah. please send us a, a DM or uh, or send us an email. But good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, also, places have changed. Last time I was in Chicago, there was barely anything in terms of proper vegan restaurants. A lot, oh. you know, a lot of re- veggie, some veggie, but even then, that was still very, um, I would, for lack of a better word, underwhelming in terms of how many options there were mm-hmm. compared to how many yeah. animal-based options there. So that's another thing too: is that cities, I feel, are constantly changing yeah. and um, you know, uh, expanding and contracting their vegan markets for various reasons and. Uh, that's why we should always be kind of interested to check out new place. I mean, uh, Berlin, like I, at, at first I thought like, Oh no, that, that wouldn't be an option, but yeah, you're right. Berlin is one of the vegan, like, um, hotspots yeah. of, of the world now. And I'm so happy to see that. And I can't wait to go. You have so, yeah. you have recommendations to send to me to add to my list. So okay, okay, we'll sure. try to find some when, new ones. We have when are you to. planning to go? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any I'm hoping to be in Europe some next year. Yeah. The, nice. At the list, but don't nothing set in stone yet. Great. And uh, yeah, we're also we're also hoping to expand our guides off you know North America eventually and and Europe next. Exciting. And there, the rest of the world. Yeah. That's but perfect. no firm plans on when that will be, but that will be coming up uh hopefully in the next year or so. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. Yeah. So there's a call mm-hmm. to action like Vancouver and other major cities are to support vegan entrepreneurship. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Um well, to kind of get into that, I kind of, and I hate to be one of those guys who's long-winded and kind of going back there, but um, I think that would actually be a good, to answer that would be good to describe my project and my background. Sure, yeah, sorry. How I approach that, if, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. So, in 2019, um, we have our website, and things are getting off the ground there, and then by 2020, we all know what happens there, and <laughs> um, so my trial and city job um was furloughed, and I was thinking, okay, what do I want to do, uh, you know? What, what I want to do. I had long been interested, as we've been writing our articles, in looking up veganism as explained in academic literature. Uh, and what I mean by that is like scholarly articles and peer-reviewed articles about veganism, vegan philosophy, because I always thought like, oh, this is fascinating to me, for one, personally, and also two, it'd be great content for articles. But in those early years, so like 2019, it like I didn't find very much. Um, 
I found a few articles about um, sustainable, sustainable plant-based farming practices, but not very much about veganism of itself. So I kind of always thought my idea of like, oh, you know, I'd love to do, um, gr- you know, go to grad school and write and do uh, write a thesis or do a project on veganism. That'd be cool. Um, so the, the, as I mentioned before, pandemic hit, and then when I was furloughed, I was thinking like, well, now I. Sp- have the time to look into and investigate this question while working on my website. This might be a great opportunity. So right. 2020, uh, Brie and I were, uh, we relocated, I applied, um, sorry, let me back up. 2020, we moved to Vancouver, BC after I was accepted to the University of Northern British Columbia, whose pin I'm wearing proudly right now. <laughs> Ooh, nice, and, nice. Congrats. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, um, I just, and I just graduated there too after doing this project. Oh, congratulations. And, Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like just a day ago I was applying. Yeah, and it's like, right. Oh, it right. goes quick. And just like, yeah, like what happened? So much happened. Uh, so yeah, and that was an interesting process too because we we moved to Vancouver and um, I was setting up this project. And at the time, I was thinking actually I, was, I wasn't thinking of uh, making this a vegan project at the forefront. I was a little, believe it or not, afraid to mentioned the word veganism in front of academics because it had been touched on before. And I was afraid that um, I perceived as being biased for being a vegan myself. So when I first approached my advisors about it, uh, about this research project, I kind of was a little hesitant to say like that I was thinking about putting veganism in there somewhere. So they were like, so Ben, what, what kind of idea do you have for a project? I was like, I was thinking uh, like a sustainable business and you're looking at sustainability and and ethics and sustainability is good for business and so like it was kind of muddled <laughs> and i, I like and, and i i give my advisors i hope they're listening that just um so much credit because they kind of heard that there was something missing and they were both like there's something like you have i, I feel is churning in your head what does you want to do and i just kind of sat back and I'm like well okay so Guys, I'm vegan. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's yeah out. Okay. and I said like I'd be very interested in looking at how vegan entrepreneur, uh, like veganism and business work together. At that time, it was kind of you know still undefined, but I just wanted to look at those two spheres of, or phenomena and see how they might influence each other. Right. And um, my advisor Zoe Melendez and Mark Grew, they um, they both were like. Great. Oh, that's really fascinating. That seems really novel. Like, give mm-hmm. that a shot. And so they helped me uh, think of a way to turn this concept into an academic, researchable project. And uh, so nice. that was wow. that was very that was very um, it was a very welcoming experience. It felt like relieving too. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really uh, they're great. supporting yeah. you in something you want to do, right? Exactly. It's yeah. like I wanted to do it, but I was like, I'm afraid they will say no. And I recommend that to anyone who not just for academics, but just any project, Anything just find life, right? there is someone who will love your idea. Just, um, yeah. just be honest and let them know how you work and what you're thinking of uh, beforehand. And you, you'll be surprised at how we like, not easy, but receptive how... people can be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. True. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, for between then, which was 2020 and up till now, I was developing this research project, looking at how, which ultimately became how uh, vegan entrepreneurs operationalize or think about the vegan philosophy in their mission statements and in their day-to-day business. So I designed a project um, I, where I would visit uh, vegan businesses 
in the Vancouver neighborhoods of Kitsilano and Mount Pleasant. And I chose those because they had a history of being very engaged with uh, vegetarian years ago and uh, veganism now. Yes, the NAM. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Vegetarian, but as I write in my article about the history of, of veganism and vegetarianism, uh, it had a great influence in bringing that basically plant-based and then vegan business into the area. Right. It was a great example of how it could work and mm -hmm. uh, the co-ops in general. Again, I could do a whole pod yeah. podcast on this. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating, but um, vegetarianism in, in BC runs very deep and it's fascinating stuff. So, um, so I do, as I was designing this project, as I was talking to these researchers, I didn't want my project to be like a typical thesis where it was going to be read by academics and then shelved away. I really wanted to uh, to provide insights and let the let the insights of um, these researchers. I'm sorry, not the researchers, but the, the entrepreneurs uh, be made available to the public so that they could help each other, those within their community, or uh, cities, municipalities could also detect it and be like, oh, hey, there's some great themes about business in here we should look into. Let's, you know, put that in policy, hopefully. Right. So I, um, I thought what would make that, what would be a good format for that? And so instead of doing a formal, like, uh, thesis paper, I uh, decided to make it into an academic blog based on the same format that I'd been, been writing for my website. Nice. So, and that's why uh, you actually can read the whole project on it's bringingben.com under uh, Ben's vegan Vancouver. Okay. And yeah, we'll um, add that up too, to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, to kind of eventually get to answering your question there. Um, so as I was talking, I, I talked to um, 12 vegan businesses in those neighborhoods all together. And, um, Hey, would you like me to read off those businesses for you? Would you guys like to know what, who they were? Sure. Yeah. Or do you want me? Yeah. yeah. Read them off. Yeah. See where, see where yeah. we're working. Yeah. Do a little shout outs here. So, um, <laughs> plugs. Yeah. yeah. Some Vancouver yeah. restaurant. I hope they're still businesses. in business. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, some unfortunately have since shuttered or have gone on hiatus. Yeah. Um, right. you have but uh, some, we'll, yeah. for reasons for that, we'll go into. Um, sure. So the first one was be my guest, which is a vegan food delivery service. The other one was Blue Heron, which is yeah. a vegan cheese company. Fairy Cakes, which was a uh, not just a vegan bakery, but also a uh, hypoallergenic bakery. Right. So there are no allergens within their, their uh, products. Yeah. Um, then Folk Restaurant, which was a fine dining restaurant. Kind Cafe, which was a cafe and eatery. Level 5 Bakery, which is a can, uh, Canadian Asian fusion bakery. Level V? Level, is that level oh, yeah. V? Level, I'm sorry, level I call it level 5. Level V. Yeah, yeah. Our friend, oh, our friend like, runs that. That's why I... we're like, yeah, yeah. Level, level 5. It can be. Oh, maybe the level V. <laughs> I thought I did. I missed something. It's like. officially level V, but the owner um, actually revealed that it's, it's uh, level five. sometimes 5. Because oh. like her cakes, she used to make 5 layer cakes. And oh. so the V for veganism and V for 5 went to I didn't one even of know I didn't even know that. And we're friends and with we're her. Friends we hang out. What? Good to know. Sorry, Monica, if you're listening, I know you listen to our podcast while you're doing your work in the bakery. So sorry. she didn't tell us that <laughs> yeah, our, when we had her on our podcast. It was that, did she? I have I no don't idea. remember. I, don't I thought that was so. the first time yeah. I heard that, but yeah, that's good to know. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, not at all. No, thanks for really. I know I do that all the time. Like level five, level V, and I think it's level V officially. So there's Nutty, which uh, is a uh, cafe, but they uh, 
all the recipes involve nut milks with nuts that we don't usually think of, like uh, macadamias and cashews, mm. and like those yeah. that we don't typically put into drinks. So good. Wonderful. Yeah. Then there's Cider House. Uh, the Cider House, which is not just the first cidery in that area of Vancouver, but also happens to be vegan. Right. Um, uh, Tintory Brows, which produces uh, eyebrow tints for uh, a wide range of skin tones. Uh, True Nosh, which creates uh, Asian-inspired vegan sauces. And uh, Plant University, which is operated by Vancouver Humane Society, which is about plant-based education and tips for uh living a plant-based life and Vivas pet foods which was a is a, a, a vegan pet food company so they provide like dog food and dog kibble for that's happens to be vegan so uh i of course uh, this past few years i've i've been visiting these uh restaurants and and business and other businesses and uh spoke to them and got to learn their insights and hear what they had to say what their experiences have been like and uh, I've found four key insights that they offered that I felt like were very much worthy of mentioning and useful to mention. And one of them was, as you mentioned before, the difficulty of um, uh, basically the rising costs of doing business and living in, in Vancouver in particular. So what that means is, is that as I was talking to these businesses, they all mentioned that interest in them was going up so that that misnomer or that uh, cliche that oh people like veganism for as a trend and then they get give it up was not the case they these businesses had regulars and uh interest in them was all reportedly increasing especially right. especially after the pandemic when a lot sure. of people thought that they'd be lacking uh the but interest was going up but still rent was correspondingly going up as yeah. well so right. in um and for for uh, reasons that were for like IP reasons and and other things that had to do with the structure of the project, I couldn't ask them what their rent was. But right. I did do some research and found that the average rent increases in uh, uh, these neighborhoods was going up by about fourteen percent. Wow! Just in the yeah. past uh, previous two years. So if if you think like it's if it's getting that expensive or going up that that much, then you know, especially in a span of just a few years, mm -hmm. you can only imagine what their rent is going to be like. And oh, yeah. even if you have a steady client base or you're even attracting more customers and your rent is still going up, you just can't keep up. Right. Sure. So um, that was one of the things that was the, the, the most concerning thing that I, I saw there. And in addition to this municipalities and rents um, going up, it was... It was also the cost of of goods and then the basic ingredients are going up. So right. grains and oats and uh, legumes and basic ingredients that they had, um, a lot of these businesses had had relied on were were increasing in price too. So when you have rent and then your you know your flour is going up in price, even just basic flour, nothing fancy, just yeah, just basic flour. All and, goods you know, and services just, just skyrocketed with <laughs> supply and demand issues. Yeah, COVID really whirlwind the economy here. Yep. Yeah. We're just seeing yeah. it now. <laughs> it's just tough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this isn't just towards vegan, unique to the vegan experience. Right. This is yeah. applicable to any entrepreneur. So yeah. if totally. any of your listeners are just thinking like, oh, this is just a vegan problem. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> no. I think it's a everyone problem right now. It's just, uh, it is, yeah. Tough times. And I would also say it's not just Vancouver, too. There are so many cities in which gentrification and just co and rising 
costs of real estate right are yeah. causing it harder for those for businesses that are currently there to to survive also those who are looking to enter those spaces to enter so it causes like a barrier to entry for any any new vegan entrepreneur who wants to go there right. so and um what you know there many are are reacting to this in different ways some were saying that maybe it'd be best to relocate out of the city and set up shop closer to their ingredients so they cut down on transportation but then that you know which is, works for keeping staying in business but then that also lends to uh, they're becoming a void of entrepreneurs in these neighborhoods where entrepreneurship and small businesses have been flourishing and right. then that leaves nothing there except for larger honestly larger warehouses like amazon and, and other uh, chains to just kind of come in and uh, just take up that space and that lends to that uh, gentrification and and commercialization of, of uh, residential areas and small business areas that we uh, had gotten accustomed to so yeah it's um it's a, i believe a systemic problem based on what i've been told there right yeah. and um unfortunate because there's yeah. some really good places that i'm gonna miss <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah since since my project um i know fairy cakes unfortunately shuttered uh right. stores because of that um and I know the kind cafe also had to do the same right for that. And, um, yeah, that's, that's as far as I know at the time of this recording, but, um, right. I would say for anyone who is interested in, in just not just supporting small business, but just looking at vegan entrepreneurs, like go, um, like feel for like, please go and research to see which, which of the plant-based and vegan businesses are in your area and see you know make time to go visit them and uh you know instead and even as simple as thinking like well i can go to starbucks that's on the at the end of this corner but if i just go another corner and a half there's a vegan cafe yeah then you know right. think about making that into your uh into your routine and again it all depends on your space and availability and time and all that of course that's right. that's not to be ignored but if it's uh something as simple as hey you know i want to take out my family out to dinner maybe consider these vegan restaurants or consider a plant-based area. Yeah, totally. And as for, and I think it's also, it would behoove cities to kind of consider that as well. Um, so as I found in my research that vegan businesses and their mission statements lend to thinking sustainably and thinking about environment or health and uh, health of non-humans like animals as well, which in this age in which so many cities and municipalities are thinking of climate and sustainability goals, promoting or at the very least thinking about those businesses as mechanisms towards their goals and achieving those goals is really worth, uh, really worth them looking into. So in right. addition to listeners and just consumers looking into that, I also hope consumers look into uh, talking to their uh, city governments and their policymakers and letting them know like, Hey, these, these kinds of businesses really make sense towards being a quote, green city or a sustainable city or to your climate actions, because they're thinking about these things and they're trying to be low, as low emission as possible. This would be wonderful for, uh, you know, if you write to them and say like, these, these are businesses we should be supporting or you should be thinking about at your next like district or council meeting or something like that. Right. Uh, then that also, that helps too, because that um, not just legitimizes these businesses and makes them at the forefront of policymakers' minds, but also normalizes them 
makes that brings them into the fold of like any other business and lets them be seen as something to support rather than just a trend that just happens to pass by. Totally. So yeah, important. I totally agree. Yeah, it's not like a keto diet or something. <laughs> being vegan, yeah. living the vegan lifestyle, you you can make a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say yeah, the keto is an interesting one. Like, I would say that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, people another, ask me that. Another, We're not a big fan podcast of it, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. keto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, thank you for stopping. Thank you for stopping. I will start philosophizing right there. Totally. I'm glad you're here. But no, just such important points you mentioned. I mean, there's so such common sense right that's right. how i would think how i approach but it's such a great reminder and even for listeners that didn't think about it you know and we really appreciate that that you're sharing that with us mm -hmm. yeah. yeah thank you yeah it's it's um i've always looked at veganism since i became vegan is, and this continues to develop but it's a holistic philosophy it's one that um when it gets down to it, veganism is a philosophy that guides us to do the least amount of harm for the most amount of good. Yeah. Right. And we can see that in when it's in some cultural practices and it can be seen in business practices and uh, even some politics and in, in, in some instances there too. So it can be very useful towards a whole bunch of things. And I just hope, uh, I hope if anything, I hope my research reveals one, that's a possibility and two people recognize these entrepreneurs, not just in my research, but as any vegan entrepreneur, yeah. as those who are really trying to do that good and that are really have some wonderful ideas, novel ideas, and not just how to be kind of to our planet while doing good business, but also how to make great products that we all enjoy. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah. Tasty products. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time yeah, this morning so and telling us about your project and uh, your journey there. And uh, maybe we'll see you around Vancouver one of these days and I don't yeah. know, potluck or a vegan restaurant exactly, that we're supporting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be delighted and, to. Thank yeah, you. And you're on social media as well? Like we're going to yes, post on our uh, show notes. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see in the show notes, but just, uh, you know, here um, I'm. Uh, we're on Instagram at it's Bree and Ben, and also on Facebook at facebook.com. It's Bree and Ben. Yeah. Uh, and feel and also I'm open to collaborations and new projects with anyone. So if anyone would like to work with me to explore anything having to do with uh, these themes that we talked about or something adjacent to it, I'd be delighted. Just feel free to send me a DM yeah. on Instagram or uh, on Facebook or send us an email at contact at it's Bree and Ben dot com. Great. That's great. Well, thanks again yeah. for being on our show. It was a delight. And thanks for what you're doing and your wife as well. You guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a privilege being here. And uh, take care. I look forward to the next episode. Sounds you good. Too. Take, take care. care. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Ciao.